The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. The MRP, baby, the Mental Reps Podcast, which has become such an incredibly special and awesome space for me to just pour in to each of you. So if you are here, you are tuning in, you are listening, you are back, or you are brand spanking new, welcome. Welcome to the MRP where you have come to grow your brain, change your mindset, shift perspective in order to see the results and the success that, hey, you deserve to be seeing. But let's not get it twisted, guys. As much as the mental aspect is important, hell, that's why we're here, you got to be putting in the physical reps. You got to be putting in the physical work. You got to be showing up every single day ready to take what you've learned in this show, in this episode, in this week's training and apply it. Be able to use this information to take a step forward, to hold yourself accountable, to maybe give yourself a little bit of a kick in the ass if you need it from time to time. But you got to listen, you got to apply, you got to learn and you got to do. And the doing, the doing is what gets shit done. So at the very, very minimum, my goal with this show is to give you that push, that energy, that change in perspective that allows the doing, the work, to be a whole lot more beneficial, to be a whole lot more productive, to get the result that you are after. And it could be for health and fitness. It could be for your weight loss journey. It could be for preparing for your wedding. It could be for any of things involving fitness or It could be your life, your career, your relationships. And if you have been listening to the show, you know all of it is one and the same. How you show up in your fitness journey directly impacts and directly correlates to how you show up in your life journey. And if you're putting in the mental reps and you're showing up and you're putting in those physical reps, I guarantee you're going to be pushing a hell of a lot more forward than ever before. So welcome to the MRP, and I'm so glad you are here for this week's episode. A relatively new series that we've been doing on the show here for five things I can't live without. And of course, those are five things I can't live without as a quote unquote fitness girly as I, you know, resisted for quite some time and I could now kind of wholeheartedly step into that identity of, yeah, that's kind of me. I kind of am a fitness girly. I kind of am a gym rat. I kind of am, you know, a fitness influencer, which in my eyes, I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that means. But if I can have some sort of positive influence in the fitness space, and that qualifies me as a fitness influencer, sure, I will accept that title. And I will gladly influence each of you into the things that have helped me tremendously in my journey in seeing success. So a little bit of a newer series here to the show. A couple weeks back, we did a five things I can't live without as a fitness girly kitchen edition. If you haven't given that one a listen, and you want to learn all of my favorite go-to gadgets and tips and tricks for your kitchen to set you up for success with the nutrition component of your journey, go give it a listen. Now, for this week, we are diving into the gym edition, which, let's be real here, much more fun and exciting, much more up my alley, much more I would rather spend all of my hours of the day in the gym and 0% on nutrition, but we know we got to give to the nutrition aspect first, blah, 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 hence why that episode released first for each of you. But we are here, we are ready for five things I cannot live without as a fitness girly gym edition. And these five things are in no particular order. They're five things that I think have helped me tremendously be able to kind of two things. One, enjoy my time in the gym and two, get my ass to the gym. 
Because if you're not getting there, you're not doing what you need to do. You're not going to see the results. And if you get there and you hate it when you're there, you're not going to stick with it. You're not going to see the results. Like these things have allowed me to make the most of the time and energy and effort spent in the gym, but also not want to claw my eyes out of my head and scream and cry and throw a tantrum when I'm there. Like I do for the most part, not always, genuinely enjoy my time in that space, in those four walls. So these five things have helped me to do so. In no particular order, we're starting with number one, which is probably because it was leg day today and it's at the top of my brain, a hip thrust pad, a hip thrust pad. I feel like this should be common knowledge. I feel like this should make sense. I feel like this should be as in this day and age, in this, in this, audience that I'm speaking to should be common sense. As as simple as bringing a water bottle to the gym, you got to bring a hip thrust pad for leg day. But surprisingly, it is not as common as I had originally thought, hence why it's landing itself in my top five. A hip thrust pad, simply put, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, is a pad of foam that wraps around the bar for when you are doing hip thrusts. Now, I don't know where in my journey I developed this. Actually, I do actually. Going back to We learned how to hip thrust in college, like with my gymnastics team, lifting as a team, our strength coaches always, always, always had us hip thrusting, but we used the, any of my athletes out there, you'll know, um, like the really, really thick blue square pads. They're very versatile. You can use them to like kneel on. You can use them as like a hip thrust pad. You can use them for stability. Like they're very versatile. And we used to just shove that bad boy under the bar and you would hip thrust. Essentially the same concept applies, but Imagine it as a big giant square pad, kind of like touching all the way up to like your ribs and kind of going down to like your mid thigh, but like hell, it's protecting your hips from the bar. So like we use that fine and good. When I first graduated and was going to the gym solo and was like, I would like to hip thrust because I need a dump truck and like that's what I need to do. Bless my lifting coaches for teaching me the importance of a quality hip thrust and also teaching me the proper form for it. I got to the gym and was kind of looking around. I was like, okay, fuck. There's no big blue pads. There's no stack of, of, you know, padding over here. There's no foam. Okay. Okay. Shit, shit, shit. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I wound up not being able to hip thrust for a couple of weeks, a couple of, you know, many times going to the gym being like, ah, shit. And it never hit me because I never had to pack equipment for the gym. I would show up as an athlete with probably my backpack from practice and like, here I am. That's all I need. The whole gym is everything I need, everything that's programmed for me. It will be here for me to use it. Going from that to a commercial gym. 98% of what I need is already at the gym, but little things like that, a hip thrust pad may not be. Now, I do feel like they are getting more common at your gym. So if your gym already has one, fantastic. But if it doesn't, this is an investment that I strongly suggest each of you make if either A, you don't have one, B, you're trying to grow a dump truck, or C, you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense because my hip bones have been breaking. And if you are in the C category, you're good. You're fine. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. And I'm glad I'm talking through this because up until recently where I actually had a few clients send me over form check videos for hip thrust, one-on-one clients, you know, all over the country sending me videos like, hey, how does this look? I, and this is my bad as a coach, didn't even think to recommend using the hip thrust pad. So I had a few women who, bless their souls, were hip thrusting with the bar straight to their pelvis, literally resting on their hip bones, hip thrusting. And they made a few comments about, you know, it's a little painful, but like we're pushing through. Um, I thought they meant painful as in, damn, my ass hurts. (laughs) And damn, my hamstrings are on fire, which like, if that is the case, yes, it should be painful. We're going with it. Not painful as in this 
freaking iron bar is digging into and breaking my pelvis. We need a hip thrust pad, ladies and gentlemen. We need a hip thrust pad. I got mine on Amazon. I do not recommend anything crazy. I truly think it was like maybe 15 bucks. I just searched on Amazon hip thrust pad. And I honestly probably picked whichever one was like Amazon's choice. You know, it gives you that little check mark. And that's what I got. And it's lasted me years. I don't need anything fancy. I don't need anything super crazy. Nothing, nothing. And I would recommend doing this versus sometimes gyms will have like the really, really thin pad that fits all the way around the barbell and then Velcro's tucked like tight um, only because those ones are typically super thin um, and you can kind of feel the bar right through it. And if that's all your gym has, I used to use that for a while. I would do that and then I would tuck a sweatshirt like underneath the bar still for a little bit extra padding, if you will. Get yourself a hip thrust pad. That way you're never in a situation where you want to do them and you can't or you do them, but you're breaking your hips or you're left like me just saying, oh shit, you know, it is what it is and or or having clients use just the bar. Like we don't need to be doing that. So a thing that I cannot live without as a fitness girly, specifically a fitness girly who absolutely loves her leg days, is a damn hip thrust pad. I will link the one that I use in the description of today's episode. Go grab it if you do not have one already. Number two on my list of five, and this is specific here, okay, quality headphones. Quality headphones. The reason for this, I you cannot convince me otherwise, if your music is not blasting, you're not genuinely enjoying the tunes that are flowing into your eardrums, it will significantly impact the quality of your workout. It will. You can't convince me otherwise. You got shit music. You got shit headphones. You got shit whatever going into your ear. Your workout's going to suffer. It is. And I've tempted this many a times. Headphones die. Forgot them at home. Different pairs of headphones. It it, to me, this should be honestly number one. Like this determines how great or okay or bad my workout is going to be. The headphones that I use, I use Beats Studios, Beats Studio 3s, I think are the ones that I have. And I love them with everything that I have. They are my ride or die. They are bae. I, I adore the shit out of them. This is probably like my third pair, but let me back up here. The first pair that I got for free when I purchased like my MacBook Pro way back in the day, probably like right when I went to college, they came with the MacBook, which was like, woohoo, I used the crap out of those things. Used and abused. And that was in my crazy psycho cardio era where I would wear those headphones and do like 45 minutes of like sprint intervals and Stairmaster, followed by a HIIT workout, followed by sitting in the sauna. Lo and behold, they literally got water damage because of how much I was sweating, like pouring buckets into these things. So, but Honestly, they did last a good couple of years. So like kudos to them for even lasting that long. So that was pair number one. Fine. Then we got the upgrade. Zach gave them to me as a birthday gift way back in the day. And they were Studio 3s. They were awesome. They were like this really like bougie, tan, beige, neutral color right up my alley. They had gold on there. Like these things were the shit. Loved them. Had them for about a couple of weeks and somehow, some way got, I guess they fell out of my backpack while I was like coming into my house. This is back when I lived at home. Um, coming into my house, they must have fell, fallen out of my backpack in like the Beats egg case, which is all black. And they were in the driveway. And good old Zach, we love them to pieces. We really do. Somehow, some way, managed to then take my car and back up over the headphones. <sighs> and he came into the house with like borderline tears in his eyes like he felt so bad with these like crunched up beats in like 10 different pieces in his hands just kind of looking at me 
and I lost it. Like I was so, it was like, uh, it just, it sucked. It definitely sucked. Terrible circumstances. What are the odds these things fall out of my backpack right into the driveway? What are the odds that he moves the car like directly over them? It was just, it was horrible. So that was pair number two. We are now on pair number three, which I would like to say have lasted me way longer and will probably continue to last. Point being with all this, these things are really high quality. They are, I would say, very expensive for a pair of headphones. My opinion, absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. They are the over-the-ear Beats Studio 3s. They have the noise canceling. So when they're on my ears, even if I'm not playing music, everything is very muted. So even if you're someone who, you know, works from home or works at coffee shops and you just like to like kind of be in your own bubble, having those on your ears, even without music playing, like you're kind of in your own little world, which I think is cool. But noise canceling with the volume that these things go up to into your ears like that, guys, the fire alarm has gone off in gyms in my past with my headphones on and I can't hear it. And I don't say that as like a safety precaution. I say that because that's fucking sick. That is so cool. Like that is how loud my music is most of the time, usually for like days. And that is what I prefer. It just gets me in the zone. It hypes me up for the set. It helps me push a little bit harder. Don't even tell me you're listening to music, like bass drops as you're like pushing through your last few reps. You feel like you can lift a house. You really do. And like, to me, that is a quality, high quality investment that I'm okay making. One, they last a really long time. Two, it impacts the how I feel in the gym. Like, and I'm at the gym every day and whatever you're doing every day, like invest in yourself, right? Don't just get the crappy something off of Amazon because they were 20 bucks on sale. And then you're not having a great workout because it keeps falling out of your ear or it didn't work. And it stopped Bluetoothing one ear, like invest in yourself. If this is something that you want to be taking seriously, your gym era, then like get the things that are going to allow you to feel your best. Now you definitely do not need 300 plus dollar headphones. Those are the ones that I use. Another reason for that as well is I don't know what the hell is wrong with my ears, like the shape of my ears. I can't do any sort of bud, like AirPods out, Beats Buds out, anything that does not like attach to my head, I will blink and the thing falls out of my ear. Like I should make a reel of just bloopers of these things like actually launching out of my ear. I'll just be standing there, literally just be standing there and all of a sudden it flies out of my right ear. Or I'll be like in the middle of Bulgarians and the things are bouncing out of my ears across the gym. I got to go searching for them like under the equipment. It's a mess. It's a mess. I will use them. I have little Beats Buds. I do I do like them. The, the quality of the sound is great. I love them. I just can't do that for any sort of high intensity, anything, leg days. And honestly, anything where I move my head at all because they just fall out. So like it's not a bad option. I'll link them there for you if, as well if anybody has good ear shapes and you're like, oh my gosh, my... AirPods, my this, my that, they always stay in my ears. Maybe you're better off with those. That's fine. They're also a little bit cheaper, which is great. But like, if you're like me and these things just do not work for your ear shape, the Beat Studios are chef's kiss. Absolutely amazing. And to go off of that too, like when I have my beats on, like I probably look like a bitch. Like I probably just look like I don't want to be bothered. I'm in here. I'm doing my thing. I got my headphones on. Nobody talked to me. It, it's so far the opposite. It is so far the opposite. The only reason I use those over the head ones, like crazy person, you know, psycho, like in the zone, like hell yeah, I'm going to blast my music when I'm like in the middle of squatting. But after the fact, like in between sets, when I'm walking around the gym, like they're off my ears. They're off my ears. Like I enjoy the gym for like a little bit of that social aspect too. So like I like talking to people. I like hanging out with people between sets. I like going over and bothering Zach in the middle of his workout. Like they come off of my head. And to that point as well, like if any of you ever see me in the gym and like I got these giant headphones on, like just come tap me on the shoulder. Really, really do. Like just come tap me on the shoulder. I will rip them right off my head. And I would much rather, I would honestly prefer to not wear headphones at all, but then you got to rely on like the quality of the music at the gym and like, 
that's hit or miss. Some of the gyms I've been to, epic. I wouldn't even bring my headphones. It's just hardcore and it's loud and like, yes, in the zone, great. Don't even need headphones. Other gyms, like I can't get behind like the slow pace, like the country, the like today's bops or like Taylor Swift playing over the, like I can't do it. I can't do it. Absolutely not. Headphones got to go on. But like, I think that also applies to really just anyone in the gym too. Like most people in there are going to have headphones on. I think it's just normal. And it's again, going to help you kind of intrinsically motivate through the workout. But that's not to say that you can't go talk to so-and-so. Oh, I don't want to bother them because they have their headphones in. Like that's almost like saying, I don't want to bother them because they had sneakers on. Like they're going to have sneakers on. They're going to have headphones in. They're going to be, you know, involved in their workout. That doesn't mean, at least in my opinion, like come distract me, come talk to me, come say what's up, come ask me a question. Like I'm all for that always. So uh, just a little side note on my crazy, drastic, a little bit extreme headphone usage at the gym. Number three on our list of top five things I can't live without as a fitness girl. It goes right alongside those headphones. A fire fucking playlist. Fire. That is also make or break because you got these good headphones, right? You got your hip thrust pad. You got a ton of weight loaded up on the bar. You're about to start your set. Either A, shit song comes on. B, your shit's loading or it's frozen or it closes out or whatever. Or I don't know, cease, just someone starts calling you. Like nothing, nothing interrupts your flow than like a lack of good quality music in your ears. And that for me is a fact. Like a quality playlist is something that I definitely cannot live without and has helped me tremendously gain that momentum in my journey. Cause that's what all this is about. It's like, I've done this for years and years and years and years. Let me share and show you and help you with the things that have allowed me to do this and improve over the course of years of my life, right? Don't do the mistakes that I did or make those mistakes. Like improve, get better, do this instead. Don't go years and years without a hip thrust pad. Get one now. You're already ahead of the game. Don't go years and years listening to some shitty music at the gym. Put something in your ears that's going to fire you up. And you're like, oh my gosh, I actually genuinely enjoy being there. And for me, I don't know if that's just a personal thing. I don't really listen to music very often outside of the gym. I mean, driving in my car and stuff, that's different, but I also work from home and I walk pretty much everywhere that I go. So most of the time I'm not in my car, which like if I'm in the car, I'm listening to music. If I'm at the gym, I'm listening to music, but everywhere else I'm not a listen to music all day kind of person. I don't know if that's just personal. I also think a lot better in the utter silence. Like if it is up to me and there's a choice working from home, it is dead quiet. Like hear a pin drop. I can't tell you how clearly I can think. Not that I can if there's like light music playing or whatever, but usually it's more of a distraction to me because I'll just kind of listen to that music. So anyway, point being with all of this, being able to go to the gym, because music is also a huge mood booster. Music gets, gets those positive endorphins flowing, gets the mood up, a little serotonin, a little dopamine response. Like, so use that to your advantage, advantage and listen to something in the gym that genuinely you want to listen to, that hypes you up, that motivates you. Again, maybe not the same playlist you would put on if you're doing like a cross-country road trip and you just kind of need like some bops, you know, like some something just kind of like sing along to. Maybe the gym, you need something a little bit more hardcore or you need some old school rock, or you need some crazy rap, or you need Eminem in your ears yelling at you, whatever it is, a quality playlist for me has been that next step of like, I can be at the gym, I can enjoy the gym, and also I can be here for a little bit longer. My endurance for my workouts has improved, not physically as in like my legs aren't as tired, I mean mentally in the like, I got to get out of here versus like, okay, I'm feeling good. I can kind of stay here for a while. And any of my gym rats out there, you know that difference between when you started and a 30 minutes time span in the gym was like, shit, I'm here all day versus where you're at now where you're like, I could genuinely spend three hours there. And like, I wouldn't even notice. Not that you need to, but you get my point. So that longevity and that endurance mentally has helped me be able to 
be more effective in the gym when I genuinely want to be there, which comes down to having a good playlist in my ear. So I did create a playlist a little while ago called Crush This Lift, which is a lot of my top lifting songs, some like crazy EDM, not full, not full EDM. Cause I know everybody's not going to like that, but what I did is made the playlist collaborative. So I will put the link to that playlist in the description of today's episode, go in either a, just listen to it as like a spectator. Cool. If you want to contribute to it, that's the point. Put your favorite songs in there. Put the songs that hype you up. Put the songs that, you know, help you hit a PR. That way we all can kind of lift and enjoy that music. Crush our freaking lifts together, which I feel like is really cool. It is on Spotify though. So if you don't have Spotify, RIP, but most of you I'm sure do because most of my listeners are listening to this podcast, the MRP on Spotify. So 10 out of 10 recommend giving that podcast and giving that podcast, giving that playlist a listen and contribute if you want to. Number four on my list of things that I cannot live without. So a little backstory here on number four. Again, these are in no particular order, but number four, as I do, I plan out my podcast. I do a little, a little draft up, a little, you know, things I want to touch on for these types of episodes. Of course, I'm going to write out the five things that I cannot live without. Um, and I was kind of planning this out over the past weekend and, you know, was just talking to Zach, you know, what are, what are some things that, you know, you can live without? Or what are some things that like I always have to grab when I'm at the gym, blah, blah, blah. His first response, immediate response. First off, he's not quick with anything. He usually takes a little while to like think of something and get back to me, whatever. And if he listens to this, he's going to kill me, but that's fine. He, in 2.2 seconds, was like, me. What do you mean? Me. Things you can't live without in the gym? Me. Right, Zach, on that list. I'm like, are you kidding me? So number four on my list is good old Zach. Z-A-C-H, all caps, on my list. Things I cannot live without in the gym is him. Now, specifically speaking, I know a lot of you don't have Zach in your life. I would argue that I'm probably the only one who has Mr. Tripodi here in my life at the gym. Now, there is a caveat to this. There's a little bit of an explanation here as to why I even decided to put his silly name up on the list because yes, I enjoy, I do enjoy him being there. Um, but I think that there is something to be said about kind of two sides to this. So side number one, it doesn't need to be your boyfriend. It doesn't need to be your husband. It doesn't need to be any, any male at all. It could be anyone, your friend, a roommate, a, a coworker, anyone in your life coming to you wanting to go to the gym or asking to go to the gym with you or on their fitness journey, doing that together, I do believe, I do think is very, very helpful for that consistency aspect. Again, all of these things have allowed me to make this a lifestyle. So having a friend or a sister or a brother or a family member, coworker, anyone in your life who does genuinely enjoy the gym, want to go, and you guys can do that together, holy shit. I feel like that takes the uh, the the dr- like the dreading of the gym because you know that that happens. I'm just I really don't want to go. But if you know you're going with someone who you actually do enjoy spending time with, and you guys are both going, even if you both don't want to go, because trust me, that happens to Zach and I, where we're looking at each other like shit. Today is not our day. Do we really have to do it? But you're in it together. You're in it together. You're going together. You're pushing through it together. And I feel like that has helped so much to be able to have someone like that in my life who's going to pat me on the back and say, you got this, who's going to push me in the middle of my set, who's going to remind me why I'm getting to the gym, who as I'm moping around and putting my shoes on and dragging my feet and I don't want to go, I see him standing by the door already ready. And I'm like, okay, we can do this. Like, I know I'm not going to skip because we're in this together. Of course, we live together, so it's easy to like make that a thing. If you're going with a bestie, you're going with someone like plan to go to the gym at a certain time, plan to get there at a certain time, plan to do the same workout. Now, 
the caveat to this, like I said, there's two sides to this. Do I think that that's incredibly helpful? Yes. To my grave, will I stand by the fact that I work out better by myself? Yes. Absolutely. Love Zach to pieces. Is he super duper helpful when I need a spot and I'm literally dying under the hack squat? Yes. A thousand percent. For the remainder of the workout, when I don't really need a spot, I would prefer to work out by myself. It goes back to that music standpoint. Music, headphones, zone, I'm locked in. When I work out with someone else, not that I don't enjoy it, and him and I do it quite a bit. We've gotten better at it. It's almost like you have to practice getting to that point. So if you've worked out with a best friend before or uh, just anyone, someone you met at the gym, you guys got a lift in, you're trying to kind of build that relationship, give it a little bit of time. Because at first it's going to be a lot of talking and a lot of communicating and a lot of like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Well, this, well, that, well, da, da, da. And then all of a sudden you're like mentally and socially exhausted, but physically like, did I even get a workout in? It takes some time to be able to build to that point. So let it build, let it build. Or if you're like Zach and I, and you want to do some exercises or workouts separately, that is what I vote for. That's what I root for. That's what I do personally myself. And I think it has helped me tremendously as a fitness girly, find my place in the gym. We're like, yes, we are there together. Some days we're not even doing the same workout. He's over there hitting chest. I'm hitting legs. He's doing back. I got shoulders, but like, we're still going to the gym at the same time. We're getting there or maybe warming up together. He's doing his thing. Maybe I'll come over and spot him for some stuff. I'm doing my thing. Maybe I'll shoot him a text. He'll come across the gym. He'll spot me on something. Maybe we'll do abs together at the end. You don't need to be on top of someone for the entirety of your workout for that to be an effective gym buddy or accountability partner. If it allowed you to get there, make sure you're getting there, get a little bit more energy in and commit to that. That's fantastic. In my opinion, that's better. And then you can be on your own, kind of doing your own little thing for the duration of your workout. Be focused, be in the zone, not feel like it's social hour, unless you want it to be, of course. And then kind of come back together at the end of it. Maybe you stretch, maybe you do some abs, whatever it may be. So I always prefer working out better. I always prefer working out on my own just because I do feel like I get a better workout in when I'm not worried about like talking to someone else for the duration of the workout. Do I enjoy social workouts and hang out with people while I'm there? Hell yeah. If I have friends in the gym at that time, in between sets, I'm going to go over and talk to them. I'm going to go say what's up. I'm going to go do this. Maybe I'll go spot them on that. Like to me, that's fine. But when I'm in the middle of my sets and reps and everything's a little bit more intense, I'm, I'm locked in, I'm zoned in. And for Zach and I specifically, I will do better doing that on my own. And then just kind of having his assistance when I need it for a spot or a push or some extra help. Sometimes I'll text him in the middle of my workout, be like, I'm kind of, kind of done with this, kind of need a little motivation. And he'll come over and just kind of like hype me up a little bit, which I think is really helpful as well. So no, Zach doesn't need to be on our top five list of things I can't live without um, for the gym edition, but an accountability partner at the very least, someone in your life who gets it and can help you and can push you and may not be there every step of the way, but you know you can go to when you need a little bit of that push is the most valuable thing in this time because this is forever, guys. Like you're not going to the gym for a certain duration of time to then give it up and retreat back to what you were doing previously. You're doing this for a lifestyle, which means you are going to be in the gym for life. That's going to look different a lot different as you age and as things change and progress in your life. But having someone alongside you who gets it and understands and can help you continue with that process is one of the most valuable things you can have in your fitness journey. And last but not least, number five on my list of things I can't live without gym addition is a gym fit that I feel confident in. And I don't mean just like, I feel pretty good. I mean, like, I feel like 
I am the mayor of this gym. I feel super confident. I'm ready to go. I just, you walk out the door to head to the gym and you're like, I feel freaking good. Not every day is going to feel like that. We know that it's not. We know that, you know, body dysmorphia and bad body image days, they, they are hitting me way harder and way more frequently than ever in my life. But I will still stand firm behind the fact that a good outfit to the gym makes a world of a difference. You will have a better lift. You will have more energy. You will be able to hold your head up high. You'll have a better time with the workout itself. Like don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. There's a scientific backbone to this, I'm sure. The better you look, the better you feel. We've heard it all here before and it is no different for your fitness journey. It is no different for the gym. The better you look, the better you feel. Now, this is individually, you know, uh, progressed, I guess you could say. For me, I, it stops at the, the outfit. I am not the get ready for the gym with a hairdo, get ready for the gym with makeup, get ready for the gym with jewelry. I'm not that. I don't know. I just, I can't get behind the full face of makeup for the gym, mainly because my skin breaks out pretty bad if I'm wearing makeup and sweating and like, I'm going to come home and wash my face anyways. I just, I don't wear like makeup to the gym, but if that's what makes you feel confident, you got a good outfit on, you put some mascara on, you did your cute little updo, like, and that makes you feel like, holy shit, I got this, then do it, then do it look good, feel good. So for me, gym fit specifically, you can always tell what it is I'm hitting at the gym based on what I'm wearing. 150%. If you saw me just get out of my car to walk into the gym, you would be able to tell like, oh, she's hitting shoulders. Up, oh, she's hitting legs. Up, oh, she's hitting back. You just know. Why? Because I have certain outfits. I dress a certain way based on what I'm hitting. Um, typically speaking for a leg day, we got shorts on. Always, always, always. We got shorts on for leg day. Why? Because I'm hitting the legs. I want to see the quads. I want to see the glute pump. I want to see what I'm looking like, right? I'm hitting legs. I'm wearing shorts. Also, I get very hot when I'm hitting legs. I ain't got a time for leggings. I can't do it. Too hot. So I got to wear shorts. I'm also going to have vans on, high top vans with probably some sort of high top sock on with the vans. I love vans for leg day. They, you know, fit me well. They suit me well for just compound movements. It's something that I've always worn and they're not that expensive. So if I need to replace them because they get beat up in the gym, I can do so. Um, so that's kind of like my leg day, like lower half. And then obviously like hoodie, sweatshirt, whatever, like some sort of something to wear over it, especially if it's getting colder. Uh, upper body days, usually leggings, usually leggings and some sort of sports bra. If it's shoulders, it might be a different sports bra. If it's back day, it might have an open back sports bra. Why? Because we want to see the gains. And when you can see the progress you're making when you're working out, holy shit, that motivates you 10 times more than anything else. It's like a direct reflection in the mirror of you telling you this shit is working. And who, like, you don't need anything else. There's nothing else in your fitness journey you need. If you can recognize that the shit you're doing, the work you're doing is working, you will keep going. That is a fact. So don't bundle up. Don't hide. Don't cover everything up for your workout. Like, wear things that you feel confident in that kind of allow you to see the progress that you're making. And, and that's a fact. So for me, like, I, I have a few different brands of clothing, I guess you could say, for the gym that I stick by 100%. And there's some other stuff that I've just like never worn. So like nothing, no shame to those brands. I just don't really own anything. Um, Gymshark used to be like my top go-to. Honestly, I've gotten away from them quite a bit, but some recent ads and things have been catching my eye for like some new athleisure type deal. Um, so if you don't own any Gymshark, I would definitely start there. That's kind of how I got into like outfits for the gym. I also feel like it's a little bit cheaper and a little bit more affordable and a little bit more versatile as well. Uh, my go-to, go-to, go-to right now is Alphalete. 
definitely a little bit more expensive. You hate having to spend $60, $70 on a pair of shorts that are like actually four inches long. You're like, what am I paying for this teeny tiny little piece of fabric? But the quality is amazing. The fit is amazing. I have a lot of their shorts, sports bras, leggings, uh, sweatshirts, sweat, sweatpants. Like I've gathered a, quite a collection from them over the last year or so. Um, I really do enjoy them. And I just actually got a new set, like sports bra shorts matching from Alphalete. And like, I kid you not, I went to the gym, it felt like a million bucks in this new little matching set. Whenever I wear a matching set, I feel like a superhero. I don't know if that's just me, but I am like, I am superwoman. Like I can deadlift 400 pounds. Watch, watch. I got this. I don't have this. I never have deadlifted 400 pounds and I probably never will. But I feel like I can. And I wore that set to the gym the other day and I'm like this, I just felt good. I felt excited to be there. I felt excited to do my workout and watch my body progress. It was awesome. Um, so Alpha Lead's one of my biggest ones right now. Um, I also really love First Form's apparel. First Form, you guys hear me talk about for supplements. That is what they are known for. Their apparel line over the past couple of years has drastically improved. And a lot of their shorts and sports bras are my go-to, uh, especially for upper body day. A lot of their sports bras that I have are more open back, which I love for back day. I love for shoulder day. Like, so those are a few of my staple pieces as well. Um, and then their pump covers. Like I get a lot of my pump covers from the men's t-shirt selection at First Form. I'm actually wearing one right now as I'm recording it. They're super soft. They're super comfy. I will always size up to like a men's medium or even a men's large if you want it really big for t-shirts and long sleeves because it's like the perfect lightweight pump cover um, for any day at the gym. So those are kind of my top my top choices right now, again, I'm going to link everything in the description for today's episode, but look good, feel good, put a good fit on, wear something you feel confident. In. I don't care if it's the newest trend or what everybody else is wearing or what the newest fat, like wear what you feel good in. Wear what you feel good in and I promise you will have a much easier time going to and sticking with the gym. And those are my top five, five things that have truly allowed me to enjoy my time at the gym, get excited to go, not all the time, but sometimes, most of the time, and just feel good, feel like it is a part of who I am, a part of my lifestyle, a part of something that I just do. And I do it with some good music, I do it with a cute fit on, I do it with my hip thrust pad, and I do it listening to my beats, and I love it. It's the, my favorite part of the day every day, even on the days that I don't want to go. I have never walked out of the gym saying, shit, I wish I never came. Never, ever. If I am in that bad mood, I am in that bad headspace, movement and exercise and being in there only allows me to feel better always. And it's just something that I've learned to love. And these things have helped me do that. Now, what you will notice and probably notice is I didn't list anything fancy schmancy. I didn't list this crazy lifting belt that I've been using that has like, you know, taken my gains to the next level. I didn't put my, my wrist wraps on there as like the reason why I've been able to lift so much. Like, None of that. And truth be told, I started using all of that, you know, fancy schmancy extra equipment type stuff really the last six months or so. That's it. And, and I've been lifting for over five years. So don't let anybody on the internet tell you that, you know, these certain wrist wraps are the reason that their leg days are so good or that you need this lifting belt because if you're not, then your squat's not going to be the right form or that if you don't have these ankle attachments, your glute kickbacks are just not going to be hitting your glute. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. These things help. And I will even share the links to the, the the ankle attachments and the belt and whatnot that I use. But I haven't used that stuff until very recently. And I would say that I've progressed pretty far through my journey without any of it. So don't get caught up in the mumbo jumbo. Don't get caught up in thinking that going to the gym, you now need to have your gym bag of your giant water bottle, two different pairs of headphones, your hip thrust pad, your wrist wraps, your belts, your cable attach. Yeah, stop. Too much, too much, too much. 
The hip thrust pad is a must. Everything else is kind of that fancy schmancy extra where if you want to do it, fantastic, go ahead. You don't need it. And for many, many years of my journey, I didn't use any of it. And I pinky promise I was a-okay with my leg days and my workouts and the glute pump that I got without any of that. So just take everything that people recommend uh, with a grain of salt. And I try to do my very best to just be as transparent as possible with each of you as to what I actually use so that you're not just out there buying a million things for the sake of buying things because so-and-so said it. So. Those are my top five things I cannot live without as a fitness girly gym edition. And we will continue this conversation. I'm going to share a little bit more links and insights inside of the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group. So if you're not already a member in that Facebook group, go ahead and tap the link in the description of today's episode as well and join on in. Totally free group for us to just come together, like-minded people. I do live workouts in there. I do live trainings. I try to share that education, help teach, inspire, motivate, just continue the conversation of what we have built here. But I'm going to bring it back to point number one. If you're here, you're learning. And I need you guys to do the other 50% of the doing. I need you to put in that work. I need you to do those physical reps. I need you to pair these two things together and woo, you've got a hell of a lot of success coming your way.